Hello and welcome to the latest episode of VM Insider with me, your host, Crystal Higgins. This week, I spoke with Raphael Kassin on the opposing views on an EM recovery between two asset management firms, as well as whether the Fed actually got it wrong about inflation. And later in the episode, we discussed China's recent debt restructuring move. I think it's actually uh, from a, let's say, uh, if, you, if, you, if you stand back a bit and observe what's happened this year, right? We have had a, a fairly negative year uh, in general in EM debt. Um, the index in dollars was down, is down 18% on the year, right? And, and a lot of that, uh, I mean, it's, it's quite spread out. And we're not talking about one or two countries having problems. I mean, every country has been going down. People have been ditching EM debt um, indiscriminately. Now, of course, we've had a few interesting quote-unquote highlights, right? Uh, we've had Argentina continuing uh, on this path uh, of going nowhere, right? Uh, as a friend of mine likes to say, you know, it's as if they, their bonds are priced for three defaults. Um, bonds trading in the 20s. Yeah, because essentially the government has been unable to do what it promised to do. They came in saying that, that they were going to reverse whatever Macri had done and there was going to be economic recovery and it's it's on all gone downhill. But can you give some insights into how and why your understanding of how these decisions get made, you know, your understanding of what goes on underneath the hood of the car. How did JP Morgan, how do two such large houses like JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley come to such diametrically opposing views? Yeah, I think you brought up an interesting point. I think uh, it's a mix, right? Uh, so you will definitely have people looking at the interest rate scenario, right? So you could arguably claim that US interest rates are gonna keep going up forever which is obviously unlikely. Uh, you, and you could be somewhere in the middle or you could think that at some point the Fed will start cutting rates, right? So, so that's, that is the starting point of any discussion uh, relating to emerging debt because at the end of the day, we're talking about spread products. Um, so I think that that probably means that they have a, a view and I, I haven't looked deeply into it, but it probably means they have a view that interest rates are gonna stay higher for longer the concept is really simple. Uh, I imagine the folks at Morgan Stanley are taking the view that a lot of emerging debt has gone down quite aggressively. Right? We're talking about many countries that have bonds trading in the 40s, uh, a few trading in the 50s, and a few trading in the 60s. And these are countries where the fundamentals uh, are not that bad. So why is it that they are trading at these levels? Um, in many cases, it is because of an interest rate view in the States. In other cases, it's because people have decided they don't want to take risk, right? And they think that the credit element is too risky for them. In other cases, they're just going into something else. You know, they might be thinking that emerging debt will suffer and it has gone down, but they might have an alternative which has gone down even more, right? So they may say, well, I don't wanna go into EM debt. I've made some money in that, so I'm gonna sell it. 
so it's it's I, I would say that it takes a lot of uh, it includes a lot of variables, but I, I can give you my view. You know, yeah. Are you is, are you Morgan Stanley pile on, or are you defensive JP Morgan? I am Morgan Stanley, and I am Morgan Stanley. I mean, I I like the folks at JP, and I think they usually do great work. But uh, I think that we have to realize that we have had in EM debt an eighteen percent drop this year. Uh, as part of the drop. We've had a lot of countries that have defaulted, right? So they, the, you know, it, the shoe, the second shoe has already fallen, if if that's the right comparison. Um, and I think that the U.S. rate, U.S. interest rate scenario is now looking closer to that point that we discussed, the pivot, right? Uh, I don't think it's going to happen next month. I think the Fed is going to come in. It will hike rates, um, but there's, there will be a limiter as to how much the Fed can hike. As we have been seeing some economic numbers, um, there has been a reduction in the, in the speed of, of the U.S. economy, right? So some indicators have even showed a little bit of weakness. But, but I think overall, we can still see that the, the super tanker is still, on, on, you know, still um, sailing, right? If sailing is the right word. Um, but it's been moving at a slower pace, right? So, so I would say that that will at some point have an effect on inflation. Now we've seen oil prices, oil prices have stabilized, right? Now, some would argue that that's temporary. And I, I guess that, you know, uh, Jerome Powell uh, will probably come out in, in Jackson Hole and reinforce the view that he has to, the Fed has to be vigilant. Uh, because remember before the Ukraine, Ukrainian invasion, uh, the, the view of the Fed was that inflation was transitory. And then when the inflation came up, everybody ganged up on the Fed saying the Fed was wrong. Well, the Fed wasn't really wrong. Uh, the, the, I think most of the reason why we've had inflation was, okay, it's the, it's, uh, the economy's coming out of COVID Right, so that pent up demand, which eventually would dissipate, uh, but also uh, because of the war in Ukraine. I mean, you, you wouldn't have oil jumping to 130, 135 in one day. On that same thread, and not to pivot away from it completely, because I think it might, it might be linked. Um, the last time we spoke, I know just at the end of our face-to-face -face chat, we were going to talk about China, but I think China is, is too big. Um, recently, I, I'm sure you saw, you know, China has agreed to restructure Zambia's debt, but Sri Lanka wasn't poor enough uh, to, for theirs to be restructured, I think, it essentially, is, 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 is what I got. It, are, is it these kind of events that are good? These, so this is like, the what should emerging market, you know, debt investors be taking from this kind of news? Of China making that decision? Well, I, I mean, that would put me on court with, you know, against the, the likes of Bridgewater, right? Um, I've read a piece that they put out recently where they say that they believe that China has to be in everybody's portfolio, whether it's 30% or an adjusted 10 to 20. Um, and I actually have changed my view, okay, uh, in the last few weeks. 
And the reason I've changed the view is the following. Uh, while in the past you had a Chinese uh, um, um, leadership that was bringing China, uh, allowing China in a way to, to be part of a global economy, uh, going along with most of the political uh, generally accepted uh, uh, thoughts, you know, uh, and and we and, and and we weren't too worried about the you know the the types of one-off events that we saw in equity markets in China. But as you look deeper, uh, and as you look more recently, I would say uh, China has been uh, taking a slightly different uh, uh, cut in the direction, right? And and. They have sided with the Russians. Uh, they have been quite aggressive in their reaction to Nancy Pelosi's visit, uh, even though the whole other. Do you think that? Because up until recently, I think there was this question of China has its eyes open. It kind, it sort of knows what's going on. It seems hesitant to side with Russia, but now um the tensions between themselves and the US over the issue of Taiwan is is do you did you see that as the 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 crossroads? point yeah I, I think it's gone it's gone horribly wrong if I if I had to say anything uh, I again again disagree with Kissinger um because I think what's happening here is that the Chinese leadership will not give up Taiwan uh, so that will be a thorn that we're going to have to be stepping on for a long time. Um, I think the Chinese are not going to change their mind, their views. Um, and we are going into a direction of the good guys and bad guys world. Uh, and, and my view of that is that we're going back to the, to the Berlin Wall days, right? Um, and unfortunately, that will be good for some countries, bad for others. Now, an interesting thing about that is there have been lots of people, uh, even people who sit near me or who I talk to on a daily basis in the market, and they have been very excited, if that's the right term, uh, about a new world order, right? Because obviously that creates volatility and markets become interesting. And that new world order means the dollar is not dominant anymore. Uh, now, I, I strongly would disagree with that view. So if the Russians decide they're going to create or they, they're going to use a different financial system because they know that they can't use the U.S., they have, they're under sanctions. And if the Chinese don't want to put their extra earnings in dollars because they're afraid that they're going to get frozen if they do something wrong in Taiwan, uh, then you know, people, a lot of people are thinking, well, then the dollar becomes less attractive. There's two things actually, and they might dovetail together a little bit. You mentioned yeah. before, I'm going to ask you two questions, but I'm going to break all the rules and ask two questions at the same time. And you can pick which you go with. You can pick which you go with first. You mentioned that we'll get a new U.S. president soon enough, which is true. We know that. Looking back, taking into account what 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 we know of 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 his premiership, what from memory. 
and I know it's a different scenario because we didn't know what was to come. If Trump ran again and got nominated again, how would that impact the markets? And um, the second point is Bolsonaro. If it's clear that he's set to steal an election, which there's whispers of, what would the impact of that be? I link the two because there, there, there's the link of um, stealing, stealing elections here and um, controversial. I love that. Look, I, I love what you brought up because this is really interesting. I can answer both almost at the same time, but I can't because they are slightly different. Um, first, I think Trump. Actually, they, they're quite similar. Trump, in a way, if Trump weren't in the in government, I'm not sure what would have happened in terms of the Ukrainian invasion. Um, because I think he probably would have been more aggressive. But on the other hand, okay, given his issues with the Bidens and the Bidens' uh, relationship allegedly with the Ukrainians, um, I'm not quite sure if he would have helped Ukrainian, Ukra Ukraine as much. Uh, so I'm not quite sure about that. Because out of spite, because we know him, whatever your views, we know him to be a, a petulant and spiteful man. Yeah, and I, I personally think that he brings a level of discomfort or volatility to the table uh, that, and, and I guess at some levels, you know, considering January 6th, whether you believe it or not, uh, I think that, it, you know, he brings a certain level of immorality uh, to the table. Uh, but I, I think that, for example, we, we're, we're now seeing DeSantis uh, trying to, you know, he's getting popular, right? Uh, and he, I think he wants to be a candidate. Um, and I don't know that much about him yet, but from what I'm seeing, he probably could bring an interesting new element to the table. My understanding was that his original pitch was, I will give you the same MAGA, Make America Great Again energy, but without the drama. But now we're seeing Trump's, grip tighten it looks like this santa sky all he can hope for is to be a running mate and i'm just wondering what that world looks like and what how will the markets react yeah <laughs> what I, we I, do? I i actually have no idea because on one hand i can see the financial markets embracing trump uh relatively happily uh because he's you know he will obviously obviously be pro-business um, but I think that the volatility that he may bring might be less, might be more damaging. Raphael Kassin, thank you so much. Until next time. Thanks very much, Crystal. It was always fun.